Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 222. Today is not this date. Today is Wednesday, April 26th, 2023. Just a reminder to everybody that we are only at three episodes this week and three episodes next week, which is the first week of May. Why? Because we're in Israel. Woo! Pretty much everybody on Elijah's Dreams and Elijah Fire, most most everybody is in Israel right now. Um, so we'll come back with great stories. Um, but just to make it easier on everybody, we've gone down to three days this week and three days next week, just to lighten the load um, of all the people that are filling in on the Elijah Streams end. Uh, so thanks for uh, thanks for putting up with all that. So if you're listening on Spotify. Uh, and you're not following us yet, make sure to follow Eli- the Elijah Fire podcast on Spotify. That'll really help us out. And then if you're listening on the app, make sure to rate this wherever you're listening to this uh, podcast. You can uh, rate it. That'll really help us out. Give us your honest review. We really appreciate that. All right. Um, I think that's everything, all the preliminaries. So my guest, this is her second time on the show. I uh, got a lot of positive feedback from her the first time, so we're really happy to bring her back. She's a minister. She's the founder of Hope Oregon. She represents Oregon. Woo! Um, and also, she's the host of the podcast, Highway of Holiness. Let's give it up for my guest today, Audrey Frabel. It's Audrey. Audrey, not not Aubrey. I keep wanting to <laughs> yes. call you Aubrey. So if I accidentally say Aubrey, don't at me in the comments, everybody. It was an accident. <laughs> I know her name's Audrey. It so. happens. It happens yes. pretty often, actually. Oh, so. it does? It does. Yeah. I used to be, my maiden name was Ash. And so I also used to get Ashley all the time because they look at Audrey Ash and they would just go, oh, Ashley. Wow. I'm like, yeah. no, it's Audrey. Audrey. <laughs> yeah. 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 But. So, yeah. oh my gosh, so excited to be here. Thank you yeah. for the nice, warm welcome. Absolutely. I'm, I'm so excited, so excited to be with everyone today. Um, it is Passover. Woo! So I yes, I am like feeling this burn inside of me to minister. It's, it's a, a big day. It's Holy Week. Um, I actually took communion yesterday, last night with my family. And that awesome. was really awesome. We just you know, cut in a more casual manner, at, let the kids ask questions, let them kind of explain what they thought it was. Okay. And it was just, it was awesome. And I woke up this morning going, "Woo, I feel good. I feel different. Yeah. And so um, with that, this morning as well, I went, we should do communion yeah. on the show on yeah. Elijah Fire. Yeah. So if you're listening right now, uh, we can do this any day, any time, any of us. And so if you wanted to pause or go grab um, some juice and some bread, or if you already have one of these little portable, I like these little portable juice. Oh, look at those. <laughs> yes. Are those for, co- out- for communion? Oh, they got a wafer on the top and everything. Yeah, they come with the wafer and the juice. I get them on Amazon. Um, I think it was actually during 2020, during COVID, that I discovered them. And um, we also took them at our church. So they actually became this really great need and they were hard to find and purchase because I think a lot of people were doing that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember um, actually, you know, we were talking backstage. Have have, have any of uh, oh, Emily who's running the show, she was like, have you guys ever done like an actual Passover, you know, like the Seder? Oh. Um, and I said, I did one once. And I remember when it was, it was actually in 2020. 
And it felt very, you know, everybody was in their homes. It felt very symbolic of like what was going on during the time in Exodus. Um, yeah. The book of Exodus where it's like, we're all in our homes and like, yeah, just been like praying for God to move and trusting for him <laughs> yeah. to do what he's going to do. It was just a very, it was a weird time, but right? that was, when I, that was yeah. when I did it. It was in 2020, yeah. especially in it's Oregon. A, Oregon was like crazy. Yes. We were really shut down. It was yeah. so weird. Um, and yeah, I'm having flashbacks too, which is so interesting that it was this also this time of year, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny too. My kids, they always complain. They're always like, oh, these wafers they're so weird they're like cardboard <laughs> yeah they are <laughs> so i always laugh i'm like just forget about it or yeah. you know make get some crackers if you want to do that instead yeah, so. yeah i have a gl gluten-free cracker right here oh right that's good yeah love that so yeah at the end of the message we'll do this together and if you wanted to pause and go grab yours you're welcome to do that so there we go i'm excited i'm believing there's healing available today on amen. our recording i really do yeah, i really amen. believe that god god wants to move set some people free and in, in the body and the physical and the emotional in all areas so i'm amen. excited amen all right so yeah. audrey what are we going to be talking about today advancing so uh yeah with the communion and everything and the passover again it's it's not coincidental it's coincidental not coincidental that god kind of set me up he's been speaking to me the last few days about advancing that it is time to advance yeah. uh there has been some people some of us have just kind of been i feel like since the new year waiting for some things to kind of come to us waiting for some things to kind of fall into our laps and uh, this isn't the first time I've actually ministered out of, I believe it's John 5, um, the pool at, of Bethesda. Mm. So the guy at the pool of Bethesda, the one who's ministered and set free, he's also waiting. He's waiting for his healing. And um, how many of you know, though, that was once a once I think once a year, once a week, they came in and stirred the waters. The angel came and stirred the waters, and then it was kind of like a race to get into the waters, and only like one one person could get healed. But since Jesus has come, that's we're it's available anytime. Healing's available now, right? And um, what's also awesome about that is, well, first he he um, Jesus comes to the pool of Bethesda. So I'll kind of refresh and recap a little bit. And there's thousands, it says hundreds or thousands, I think, laying around. I don't have the exact um, exact numbers there. They were laying around in alcoves uh, waiting to be healed. Thousands of sick, sick people. Let's see if it was um, hundreds of sick people. Verse 3, John 5, hundreds of sick, sick people were lying around, laying there in porches, paralyzed, blind, crippled, all of them waiting to be healed. Mm -hmm. So right away, I want to say that this isn't also just about physical healing. So maybe some listeners are going, well, I don't have, I don't need physical healing. Well, it's not just about physical healing. When God touches us, he heals us. He sets us free. He delivers us. He saves us. So it's, he, this man was set free. Sozo, uh, healed, delivered and saved. And so an angel of God would periodically descend into the pool to stir the waters and the first one who stepped in the pool after the water swirled would instantly be healed. So that's why I said there was like this race, kind of this almost like his competition. Mm -hmm. And this poor man who had been sick for 38 years, yeah. he was lying there. Was there was no way he was going to be the first person. In the <laughs> there was no, no way. way. Yeah. 
he was stuck. And so that's also really what I want to talk to some people. I want to talk to some people who are feeling stuck, feeling mm. like they're trying to get in, trying to get their healing, trying to move ahead, trying to advance, trying to get out of this place of stuckness. And uh, I, I believe today is your day to be healed, to be mm. set free, to get out yeah. of that stuck place. Because Jesus is your healer, your redeemer. He's already paid a price for you to live in wholeness and freedom and redemption. Um, so Jesus comes to the scene and he comes straight to this man who's been sick for 38 years, disabled for 38 years. And he says, do you truly want to be healed? And it's actually in, um, I believe, the future tense. So basically, he's he's asking him, this is how I hear it. Do you want to step into this healing? Do you want to believe for it? Do you want to receive it? It was all about his faith. It was all about how he was going to respond to Jesus right there in that moment. How, how are we going to respond to the word of the Lord? I mean, I think of this. <clears throat> I think about some of us, sometimes we can, and myself included in seasons past, I can think of this. We, we're coming to Sunday service after Sunday service after Sunday service. <laughs> But things aren't changing hmm. because how are we responding? Are we, are, is our faith being activated? Are we, are we responding to the altar call? You know what I mean? That's one, one practical way. Or are we listening for others? Are we just thinking, oh, that's for them and not for me? And so it takes, um, it takes vulnerability. It takes hmm. honesty. You know, it takes transparency. Um, but we are to all call, we're all called to walk in this revival right now, not just those, I think I might've said this last time, not just those in Asbury or God's moving right now in Southern California in a powerful way. Um, it's not just for them. It's also for people in Oregon. It's also for people in Washington. It's also wherever you're at and whatever you're going through, we're not called to live stuck. We're called to live free and, and advance in the kingdom, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, Jesus says, do you truly want to be healed? He asks him this and he's, he's challenging him and the sick man right away has an excuse. He says, there's no way I can't get healed for I have no one who will lower me into the water when the angel comes. As soon as I try to crawl to the edge of the pool, someone else jumps in ahead of me. And so he also was stuck where I mean, he was stuck in his head. Right. And so a lot of times I think that's, that's the place we get stuck in is right here oh, yeah. in this, this, there's this battle, oh, you yeah. know, we, and, uh, and we, a lot of times as the church, we, we pass it off as spiritual warfare. I, I'm just going through stuff. I'm in a spiritual battle. The enemy is really attacking me. He's after me, yada, yada. And I, I've said all the things <laughs> I've said all that. And part of that can be true. I mean, when we step out, attacks are very real. Spiritual warfare is real. But a lot of times we can be partnering with the enemy up here and just adding to the battle. Oh, and not, oh yeah. You know what I mean? And no, not partnering do. with truth. And what and what what is God saying? Have we caught the strategy from heaven? And are we doing battle in our minds and taking those thoughts captive? So I I think this is one of the biggest places we get stuck. Yeah. Well, and and to add to that, it it's not always, I think sometimes we can get into this thing where we're like trying to engage with the enemy. And this honestly, like when I kind of got this, I don't know if you call it a revelation, but just realized 
greater revelation of how the enemy operates in this specific area is sometimes uh-huh. he just does one like like dominoes like he set up all these different things in your life of areas where he's attacked you and he knows the right way to just give you one lie three months ago and he yeah. goes Boop, and he knocks yes. that first domino and walks away he's yeah. not even like there anymore and and, <laughs> and it's like that actually upset yeah. me because it's like the other thing that upset me is when you overcome this you realize Satan doesn't care about you. Like he doesn't care about us. Like he's after God, like he hates God. And because we're made in his image, he hates, but it's like, once he, once he, once he starts attacking you, especially in this area and realizes he can't get you anymore, he's like onto the next thing. He doesn't care about us. And I was just like, man, like that made me even more mad. Cause I was like, he doesn't care. It's not like, Oh no, Jeff got it. Ah, you know, it's like, he doesn't, he's so, we are like, yeah, whatever. We're like ants. And, you know, it's like, whatever. Yeah. Okay. On yeah. to the next person. I'm going to see if I can get God with this person, you know? Yeah. Know. Yeah. It's so true. Uh, what you said right away. And, and I agree. I, I, I saw this as one of kind of the traps right now to keep people stuck and not advance forward is uh, our past. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I think that he comes in, he lies or Um, you know, there's people in storms right now, lots of people going through storms, but the storm is actually for our good. Like God wants to strengthen us, prosper us, uh, draw us closer to him and, and bring gold out of us through the storm. Um, but a lot of times that storm can trigger us and the end, this is where I think the enemy comes in and wants to trigger, uh, use that trigger to take us back to that, that past place and uh speak lies of defeat you know uh-huh. oh you're you're not going to get out of it this time right it's yeah, going to take you know mm-hmm. yep or you're it this is always going to keep happening you're never yeah. going to get free from mm-hmm. a b or c and that's all lies yeah. it's all lies cuz jesus already paid the price for us to all walk in freedom and wholeness and victory no matter what it is we're facing no matter how big the storm is or what the storm is in fact, um, I actually felt like that was one way um, the enemy was trying to kind of trap people in the storm was in speaking lies to that that area that you're maybe battling, the, the battle, the, the, that area. I feel like the, the Lord actually wants to use that very thing that you're battling, that you're hitting up against that area and propel you forwards with that thing Mm. so if we don't and if we don't see what it is that's actually keeping us stuck and bound or we want to kind of run from that thing because we we see it maybe uh with a a a dirty filter we don't see it through the perspective of of god and the a higher perspective of of god's viewpoint and we're seeing it through, you know, basically lies or a past, or it's just bigger. It's too big. It's it's bigger than God, which we know that that is not true. Nothing's nothing's bigger than God. Um, but yeah, the, he wants to keep us stuck in our past. I can't remember the saying, but I heard something once said about the enemy trying to keep us uh, focused on the rearview mirror, basically. Oh, like he big, wants absolutely. Which, if you he, think about it, let's apply that to like a real world scenario. If you are just looking at the rearview mirror and all the destruction that's happened, you're not seeing what's in front of you, right? So if you're driving and you're just looking at the rearview mirror, you're gonna go, oh man, look how much destruction I've made. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. But if, yeah. and a lot of that, that future destruction is caused by you constantly looking at in the past and living in the past. Yes. And so if you stop and you go, okay, hold on, let's watch the road. Let's watch going forward. You're going to actually correct yourself. Right. So, yeah, really good. So true. And um, how interesting that we started out kind of talking about COVID and here we are two years, what, two years later, three years, three years, three years. Can later. you believe it? Three years. What? Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Some people are still living but, like it's 2020, man. It's sad. Yeah. Especially it's, here. It is. And yeah. I'm in Oregon. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about, um, up. well, yes, we were just, I was just with my daughter in Eugene last week and there are people still wearing masks. Yeah. And I mean, some people actually didn't realize this, but still in the workplace have to. So just yesterday yeah. here in Douglas County, where I live in Roseburg, Oregon, um, some of my friends who work in the medical industry, our nurses and doctors were posting, we finally get to take our yeah, masks it, it off. It just lifted in the medical facilities here. It's wow. Crazy. So yeah. crazy. In fact, wow. I mean, at first it was kind of like, my mind was like, man, that's just so ridiculous. But right now in the moment, I'm feeling like that is so sad. Like, and one of my friends even said something about, you know, finally seeing people's faces and their smiles. I went, Oh my goodness. Could you three years, yeah. three whole years of being masked and not to go over spiritual on this, but maybe I will a little bit. Yeah. Hey, why not? <laughs> I know. Um, that's the, the enemy loves to do that. That's his tactic to mm -hmm. mask things, to make things appear differently to, to, um, yeah. What's the word I'm looking at, uh, looking for. There's another word that goes with that. Um, it's basically mask things though, appear as though they're, they're not what they really are, mm -hmm. you know, where God is all about unmasking, taking the masks off, shining a light on revealing the truth, revealing the gold. And the enemy does the opposite. He wants us masked, covered in darkness, trapped, mm -hmm. you know? So you see the two different fruits there, um, with that. I, yeah. I mean, I can't help but to, but see that. So no, it's real. It it's very true. You know. So yeah, absolutely. So yeah. So praise God. I I'm so I'm grateful that people are actually being unmasked. I mean, I didn't even realize that they were still having. There were still mandates. And yeah, I don't know what it's like in other states. I think we are more, unfortunately, of one yeah. of the like California. Suppressed. I would say it seems like it's California and Oregon are like two. We're two of the worst. I, Washington was definitely up there. I would say like all the entire West coast, but especially Oregon and California and different measures um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's okay though, because the people of light are turning things around, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and um, Isaiah 43, that was the other one, other scripture. I keep hearing spring forth, you know, uh, he says, behold, the prophet Isaiah says, behold, for I am doing a new thing. Don't you see it? Don't you uh, perceive it? Let me find it here. I'm doing a brand new. I love it in the passion. He says, I'm doing something brand new, something unheard of. Even now it sprouts and grows and matures. Don't you perceive it? Hmm. I will make a way in the wilderness and open up flowing streams in the desert. And so there is this, again, I believe right now there is a, a, an invitation for the body of Christ to advance, to brush off those former things, to kind of shake off the dust. And, uh, you know, sometimes you've got to 
you, you got to make a move just like that man at the pool of Bethesda. Jesus said, pick up your mat and walk. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Pick up your mat and walk in a moment. After 38 years of sickness, in a moment, God set him free. He was healed. He was saved. He was Mm -hmm. delivered and invited into this new life. And kind of like you said earlier, and we were talking about the rearview mirror, a lot of times, Again, the enemy wants to bring us back into our old life and tell us uh, that we are this old person. But over and over again, Paul says, take off those old clothes, put on the new clothing, the new life, the righteousness, the peace, the justice, the mercy, and walk in your new identity in Christ. Um, So we've got to look ahead. We've got Mm. to tear down those rearview mirrors, silence the accuser, the voice of the accuser that's trying to hold us captive and keep us bound in our storms. I, I, I really hear that right now too. Like the people that are in storms, many of us are in some storms and they might actually be in areas where we've been in storms before, such as marriages, um, maybe parenting, maybe finances, maybe you're in a storm in your business, and maybe you have been here before. I think it's key that we don't uh, pick up old thinking. We don't pick up those old thoughts of I've been here before and go backwards and look in the rearview mirror. But it's actually important that we, we look ahead. We look to Jesus, our author, our savior, our deliverer, our healer, and uh, catch strategy from him on how to navigate the storm mm-hmm. and, and find out what it is. What is it that's keeping us stuck? What is it? Uh, and again, a lot of times it's just, it's, it's thinking it's, it's up here. It's, it's the way we're thinking. It's, it's mm-hmm. what we're believing. Um, Steve Backlin, I love this statement. He says any area in our life, I share this a lot. I just love it. Any area in our life, that does not have glistening hope. We are believing a lie in that area. Wow. Yeah. That's really telling. Isn't it? And I have, I've, I've grabbed a hold of it since I heard him say that Mm -hmm. he came to our church years ago and ministered and shared that with, that is so true. And a lot of times I can go back to and go, that's true. Okay. So I'm feeling stuck. What is it? What is the lie I'm believing? Obviously I've got to get with Jesus. I've got to spend some time with him, talk to him, what is his perspective? I've got to get in the word and find out where, where it is that I'm believing a lie. Um, here's the other really big strategy I want to release that uh, is so important. I think the other way the enemy uh, gets us stuck and bound, especially in our storms, is through isolation. Oh, yeah. We, we, we hide. We pull back. Um, even as Christians, because we, I think we think that we have the answers, which we do in the word of God, we have, we have the truth, but we tend to go to pull back going, well, I've got this, you know, pride, pride. I've done, I've done that several times. Like I should, I should be farther than I am. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I should have already have conquered this. I'm embarrassed because I'm facing what feels like the same mountain again. And it's me, it's my fault. I'm, I'm a loser. I'm Mm -hmm. failing. I've heard it all myself. Yeah. Yada, yada. Um, and so we have to, we have to come into Christ and we have to, that was what I was going to say. The other strategy is not to isolate, 
not to hide, not to pull back, but to actually do the opposite, which is uncomfortable. But we humble ourselves. We reach out to a friend. Mm -hmm. We ask for prayer. We respond to the altar call. We say, yes, I I need prayer. I'm, I'm feeling stuck. I'm feeling bound. Will you pray for me? Um, we have to. And I, I think it's so key that we we partner together in relationship. You know, something else I believe right now um, is, and I, I heard this in the beginning of 2023 as well, and I'm hearing it again, is that it's so important that the relationships that we have right now are so important. And as there's this transitioning happening into this new season, and I really see that it's so key that we actually begin to reach out, not just to anybody, but to actually begin to reach out to those key people. And I, I pray right now, even that the Holy Spirit would highlight to you key people um, that you are called to walk in and reach out to in this new season. As we spring forth, in order for you to spring forth, you're going to have to spring forth into new relationships. And, and that doesn't mean you, you, know, you have to totally cut people off, but may, maybe, maybe you do. Maybe that's between you and God. (laughs) I was going to actually say not to, but I felt like the Holy Spirit was like, well, maybe they do though. (laughs) Yeah. We talked about that actually a couple, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, Yeah. About that whole thing too. Yeah. So it's. Yeah. I think it's so important right now because I think that the, to advance, the, the invitation is to advance. Many of us are, are, what can see it. We want it, but how do we get there? We, we see this new us. We see the dream, the vision, the new season, um, but how do we get there? And we can almost touch it. And I believe it's going to take key relationships. I believe it's going to take reaching out to, here's what I hear, the the people that you are called to run with in in this new season. So if you are, say the storm is marriage. Well, then you've got to reach out to the the married couples, the husbands and wives that are doing marriage like you want to do marriage, hmm. that are maybe healthier than you are, that are maybe wholer than you are in a sense of wholeness, uh, that are maybe um, thriving in it, uh, more than you are. And, and humble yourselves and reach out to those ones. And if it's business, it's time to advance and you've got to reach out to some of those business leaders, some of those entrepreneurs that are doing business like you want to do business in a yeah. greater capacity in a greater measure. Yeah. And so I think this is super key right now to transition and and advance to where the father is leading many of his kids into this new season. Like there's been this uh, stuckness where people are 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 gaining traction. They can't get out of this this ditch, so to speak. Maybe even the last few months. Maybe since COVID. Um, but in order to get the traction, it's, we can't do it alone. We can't be isolated and we can't just reach out to anybody. We can't just maybe even reach out to the ones we've been reaching out to. It's time to call in some bigger players and reach out to some key players that, um, are walking in and thriving in the areas that you want to thrive in. Yeah. I think that's big. I think it's like, that's huge because I think the reality is this that no no two people deal with things exactly the same way so there are going to be areas that you've overcome that other people haven't overcome or you had to overcome but it took significantly less effort than it might take another person that you know 
Um, and so the, the, the pride and, and Satan comes in and, and brings shame and he goes, no, you need to, you need to isolate yourself. That's what you need to do because you need to deal with this because if people see it, then, you know, or yeah, you should, like you were saying, oh, I should, I should, I should be over this by now. And so then there's shame and embarrassment comes in. But the reality is, is that that's why we're meant for community because some of us are going to be stronger in certain areas than others. Like I'm stronger yeah. in areas than you are, Audrey, I'm sure. Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so that's why we need the body of Christ. That's why we need to be yeah. in community, not to isolate ourselves, yeah. And, yeah. you know, because we have to bear each other's burdens. We have to help each other. Like we need to be transparent with each other. And yeah, it is yeah. a bummer. It is a bummer. Yeah. That, yeah. that is within certain pockets of Christianity, people have weaponized your confession. They have weaponized yeah. it and been like, yeah, you yeah. should be over it. You know, like, and, and it's like, yeah. okay, well, you, I can expose right now that you have an issue of pride. <laughs> like, <laughs> you respond that way? So I think <laughs> yeah. that, the recognition of that. And then also, and maybe you're getting to this, but Satan didn't succeed at, at giving you a lie overnight. A lot of times yeah. for me, it was like, pff, like that's a, that's not true. And then suddenly, you know, okay, we'll use the example of this. Wasn't really a, this hasn't really been a big struggle for me, but I know it is for other people uh, doubting your salvation. Right. Mm. John eight thirty six says those, the son is set free are free indeed. Yeah. Uh, so mm -hmm. um, that's the truth. That right there mm -hmm. is the truth. John 8, 36 is the truth. We are free indeed. But mm -hmm. Satan can come in and over the course of a couple of, you know, a series of years, he can go, hey, Audrey, are you really saved? Because you did this thing. And and then over mm -hmm. the time, you know, you may be able to resist it for a little while, but suddenly, you know, a year, two years, three years, four mm -hmm. years go by. And suddenly you're like, mm -hmm. I, I don't think I'm saved and all this shame and condemnation. Yeah. Comes, right. So, yeah. So yeah. Satan has worked at getting us to believe these lies. Um, yeah. So if you sit there and you pray one prayer or you start declaring scripture and you do it once and you feel good for an hour and all of a sudden it's back and then you're like, oh, my goodness, I, that's it. I, I'm just stuck with this. <laughs> the same degree that Satan worked at getting you to believe the lie, you need to actually yeah. put yeah. tenacity and fury yeah. into combating yeah. that lie. And the, yeah. the good thing is this, the, the, the good news is this, that it takes significantly less time to overcome that lie than it did to, to believe that lie. For at, least, at least from what I've observed in several people's lives. A lot of people's Absolutely. lives, you know, it could take years to get yourself to this horrible place, but then God yeah. is amazing. And you can get like, you can get set free in a, a very short amount of time, which is good news. Good yeah. news. So, Absolutely. okay, I'm done. No, that's true. It's really good. He's the enemy is seductive. He's kind of like seductive. And he, like I was saying earlier with the mass, he paints a different picture right. and he, he, he also, um, yeah, he's, he's seductive. He's seductive. Um, but yes, also with what you said is in one moment, one moment, we can be totally set free. Sure. And that's why I absolutely love the prophetic ministry. I, I love it. I have such a passion for the prophetic ministry. And I may have said this a little bit or touched on it last time, because 
in one moment, when the prophetic ministry is used appropriately healthy in a New Testament order, not an old covenant order, but uh, in love, encouragement, exhortation, as Paul says in Corinthians, a per- whole person's life can be changed by one prophetic word in mm. one moment, never the same. You know, those lies come falling off. And, and that is the great purpose and usage of the prophetic ministry. It's obviously it's to draw that person to the father, connect that person to the father, but also it it calls out the gold where they might be all they might be seeing is their dirt because they're listening to the enemy, or maybe there someone's been word cursing them and putting curses on them. Maybe someone even they live with, maybe someone listening right now. Um, and that is challenging. If you're living with someone who is verbally abusing abusing you or working with someone that is verbally abusing you. But the Lord says differently. So we have to and we have to be in our word. We have to talk to him. We have to commune with him, uh, be in communion with him, listening to him even that much stronger if we are. And I mean, that is some serious spiritual warfare. If you're in a, a atmosphere where you're being spiritually abused or verbally abused, definitely don't do that alone. Definitely get help. Definitely speak to someone about that and 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 call upon the Lord and, and also advocate for yourself. This is, I, this was even in my notes. So maybe, maybe really this is some is for someone, uh, but you also have to know who you are and whose you are, mm-hmm. that you are a son and a daughter. You are loved. You are chosen. You are a, uh, a treasure. You are called, you are mighty. The spirit of God with the, the resurrection power lives and breathes inside of right. you. Yeah. And so you were created to walk through that, created to walk in some of that pressure and and suffer through some of those things. But we draw upon the Lord. We strengthen ourselves in the Lord and we walk uh, through the battle, through the storm, because we're created for battles. We're created, created for storms. And I think uh, we have to also understand that it's a test. It's not going to be forever. You're going that the storm is a test. And so, um, in fact, I just released uh, the power of God to you. Hmm. Those of you who are going through a test, those of you who are going through a storm, a battle, maybe you're really coming up against some really hard, painful things that I just talked about. I just released the spirit of God to you right now in the name of Jesus, his light, his peace, his power, his victory and the mind. I release Mm -hmm. the mind of Christ over you, a sound mind for he has not given you a spirit of fear, but he has given you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. So I just release that over you. Fear cannot hold you bound. I break off fear in the Mm. name of Jesus. I break off shame in the name of Jesus. I release hope, hope, hope over you. You are going to make it. You can walk through the storm. You aren't alone. The advocate is with you. The comforter is with you. In fact, right now, I just released the the comforter over you to come around you, to surround you, angel armies to surround you, to hold you, to release truth over you. And I say to you today that today is your day to move forward and to advance in the name of Jesus. I come against this thing that is holding you bound and keeping you stuck. And I break it off in the name of Jesus. I silence the the voice of the accuser and I release truth over you that you are a victor, that you have been set free, that you are cleansed. You are forgiven in Christ Jesus. Yes. 
Amen. So Audrey, how, um, because obviously there are times when you can get set free in an instant, but then there are times when there's a process that you need to work out. And I look at those two as, look, I mean, I love the instantaneous boom, set free. Woo. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. Moving on to greener pastures. But I've, as I've gotten older, I've realized that there's also the process of being set free, even though it's unpleasant. Uh, I learned so much in that process. Um, mm-hmm. And there's actually necessary things that I've learned that prepared me for whatever was next um, or the yeah. victory I was about ready to walk in. Um, and so, wh- I mean, how does, how does one get unstuck? Say, say they got prayed for it and it wasn't an instantaneous thing, but there's, there's maybe a, a measure of being feeling a weight lifted off, but there's still some stuff, you know, cause we talk about like um, even medically we can see neural pathways, you know, wrong mm-hmm. Satan sets mm-hmm. you on this path of wrong thinking and it actually forms yeah. neural pathways. So we need to forge yeah. new paths. Uh, so, so how does one get unstuck? That's so good. Um, and it's such a big question. I'm glad you brought that up. And I'm going to say this first because you, you touched on it is mental illness is real. Mm-hmm. Mental illness is really real. And I'm not a, a therapist. I'm not a, a neuropathway Scientologist or a scientist or whatever that title is, because I'm thinking of um, Dr. Caroline Leaf. Have yeah. you heard of her? Yeah, I have. Oh, she's amazing. So in some times, some seasons in my life where I really felt like I was kind of battling some stuff, uh, maybe even went, man, am I losing my noggin here? (laughs) (laughs) And this was like after I had had my last baby. And so, of course, there there is the reality there of hormones and all the hormonal imbalances and hormonal imbalance. So I really went to Dr. Caroline Leaf. I mean, I was on her YouTube page watching her videos. I've read two, I think, of her books, listened to them, and really dove into some of those professionals to walk out my healing because I I needed more up here. You know, praying and and reading the word, yes, they're amazing, but there is sometimes uh, those times when we need some other professionals. We need some other counsel. We need some other tools in our tool belt because God's building something there. And I think that there are those times when we're walking through something. Yes, like you said, he will heal you in an instant. He can, he's able, but he doesn't always do it that way because mm-hmm. I believe he's building and equipping us and training oh, us to become um, like a like a great contractor, like an executive in that area mm-hmm. so we can help others. Yeah. And so he, you know, yeah. he's like, I actually don't want to heal you right now in this moment because I want to teach you. I want to give you this tool. I want to give you that tool. I want to, I want to teach you all about who I am, but I also want to give you some of these other tools about your mind or about your body mm-hmm. or about the, the, the true deep original intention and design of marriage or yeah you know, about business. I want to, I want, I want you to, you know, draw from some of Dave Ramsey's stuff because there's some actual practical tools there because you're called to be, you know, uh, an, a spiritual advisor or a financial advisor or whatever the calling that he's placed on your life. And so, yeah. I mean, think about that for a moment. I've, I've never actually thought about it like this, but if all God ever did was just heal everybody in an instant, 
we wouldn't have all of this training and equipping and armor and yeah. tools. And our character a lot of times would be razor thin, you know? Like, yeah. Or like we are our, our our resolve would be razor thin where we're like, you know, any little thing happens and there's a delay in God doing it. It's like suddenly we're like, oh, and we're like, my world has ended. It's over. Yeah. You know? And so I think. Yeah. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. You know, uh, yeah. And, and But the amazing thing, though, is that anything that we overcome, anything that God walks us through is not meant to be kept to ourselves. That's the amazing thing. To, we so all want to help people. Everybody. Yes. Everybody has a desire to help people. It's like that's what we're so like attracted to, uh, especially as men, like heroism, you know, and you know, that's why superheroes are so big right now. Like there's a desire within people for the extraordinary, obviously, but also a desire to help people. Um, and so what's amazing is that whatever God sets us free in, it's not meant to be kept to ourselves. And the amazing thing on top of that, and it's so humbling is often with me, I'm actively walking through something. Mm-hmm. And I'm also, God's like, okay, I want you to, I want you to, he'll bring people along my path to help me to point them in the same direction that I'm walking. And that's a really humbling thing. Cause I'm like in the midst of walking through this and God's like having me go, Hey, follow me. Like yeah. this, this, this is the way mm-hmm. th- let's go this mm-hmm. way. And it builds your faith. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it strengthens your faith because you're telling people mm-hmm. things in faith. Like this is the way we're mm-hmm. supposed to go. Um, you know, and that's a really humbling thing too. So yeah, that like, if you're, if you walked in freedom, if you're walking through freedom and you're frustrated right now, know that it's unto something God desires for you to help others overcome this as well. And that should, for me, whenever I think about that, that's like, like, that's the, that's the gas right there. Amen. Amen. It it brings like a momentum, like, mm-hmm. okay, I can, I move forward. There's purpose here. I'm not mm-hmm. just going through this thing for no reason. God, right. there is purpose. And so uh, keep that in mind. There's purpose in the storm and purpose in the battle. Um, I was reminded as you were sharing, this was years ago, we were just really going through it in my marriage. I was really going through it. And a big part of my testimony in my marriage is it was an, an unequally yoked marriage. And even after my husband was saved, you know, he gave his life to Lord. There still was things that, you know, would be more classified as kind of unequally yoked like behaviors. He wasn't really serving God. And I was like going for it on fire, which I think is really common when I talk to a lot of women. There's a and it doesn't mean that he's not a believer. It just means the road is different, you know? Um, So for me, and that's kind of a whole nother, uh, you know, recording or whatnot, but there was this time we, I was uh, at a a gathering, a a church gathering. And the pastor said, was talking about uh, our stories and, and as they're being written and she said something on the lines of which just, I'll never forget it because it, it just shifted everything in my thinking that what, you know, what you're going through, you're, 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 you have a unique story. You have an absolutely unique story and to basically receive it and steward it. So many of us, we're, what we're going through, we, we don't like it and we don't want it and we've yet to really receive it. And so mm. for me that day, there was like this, there was this invitation 
from the Lord to receive my story, to receive what he was doing in me, to receive the, the unequally yoked marriage journey and to, to steward it well. I, I felt like God was like, will you, will you actually receive this? Will you trust me with it? Will you see the value in it? And will you really steward it well? Because it's not about you. And it was like, whoa, okay, Lord. It was like, yes. Yeah. I mean, it was just like the fear of the Lord fell over me. And I realized this is, has nothing to do with me. And if, because, and here's the other thing, the truth is in Ephesians, the marriage is to represent Christ. Mm -hmm. And so it isn't about us, <laughs> but when we do it, the world's way doesn't work. But when we do it, God's way, we, there's a grace mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's a mercy. But a lot of times we, most of us millennials and under even older we don't know how to do it God's way and right. we're selfish yeah. <laughs> and we're entitled. And yeah. yeah. So um, all of that to say it was about owning our, you know, owning your unique story, whatever it is there. If you will press in and own the story, maybe even the, the storm, like really begin to grab hold of what God's doing. Don't try to get out of it prematurely, but lean into it and receive it and steward it, steward what God is doing because it's actually beautiful. And it, it is for others. Like you said, it, we're going to come out of it and we're going to minister to others mm -hmm. through it. And if it sure. is a similar place, if it is, you know, a similar area where you feel like you've already battled in that area and you're kind of like exhausted, maybe in fact, that area, like for me, we might always have little battles in my marriage. I might just always have that because we're called, my husband and I are called to minister to married couples. And so there's always going to be a fine tuning in our marriage. There's always going to be an invitation to go deeper and to discover new things. And so if we're hitting up against something, it's probably because God wants to reveal new things in my marriage. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to not look at like, uh, to not look at hitting, you know, you're talking about hitting up against something, looking that as like, like the last thing God desires for us is to go on autopilot with whatever we're doing. So if I, if, if my wife and I have hit up against something, I don't look at it as, and maybe I've had moments where I'm like, oh man, what in the world? But I don't often look at it as, oh man, what in the world? I, it is that revelation of like, okay, this is an area where we're going to grow in right now, right yeah. here, right now, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, yesterday and what we've been doing for the past couple of months or a couple of years, uh, it's not working in this scenario. Okay. It's a chance to grow. And it's like, it, it's also the, the, the whole, okay. I use workout analogies a lot, but like, if you just do the same workouts over and over again, if you're just lifting like, I don't know, 20 pounds, maybe 20 pounds is re really heavy for somebody, but you do that long enough and it becomes easy. But if you just stay in that place with 20 pounds forever, you're yeah. not going to see any, you're not going to see substantial growth in your body. You will right. initially, but then eventually your body acclimates to lifting 20 pounds and suddenly 20 pounds is crazy light, you know? Yeah. So if you don't up your weight, if you don't change up how you're exercising, you will stay stagnant. You will plateau. And the same goes yeah. with our relationships, uh, whether they're plutonic or romantic, the same yeah. part to that. So, yeah, so true. Building up our spiritual muscles mm -hmm. for sure. 
I mean, that again, like you said, seeing the storm as an opportunity to build our spiritual muscles, to grow stronger in the Lord. Um, I was also thinking about a lot of times, I mean, truth is we're all called to be a voice. Every single one of us has, mm -hmm. a, has a story. And so some of us, maybe even some people listening right now, you might be having warfare over your voice. The enemy might be trying to silence you. And so um, a practical way to uh, combat that and to push back against that, even on a daily, go live, make a Facebook live. Mm. I actually hate doing Facebook lives. I get so nervous, oh, more yeah. nervous than anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Every time I do it, I have this huge amount of freedom after I do it because I just conquered fear mm -hmm. and uh, push back. I hit the I kick the enemy in the teeth because he wants me silent. He doesn't want my voice to be heard. And that's for mm -hmm. everybody. Not, you know, not just me, but, um, so when I, when we push back against those things, we share our testimony, we tell somebody about Jesus, we pray for the person we, we run into at Walmart who appears to need some prayer or the Lord asks you to pray for that person or whatever. Um, so stepping, continuing to step out in our storm is also very essential to walking out our freedom. Again, mm -hmm. like the enemy wants us to to pull back, to hide, to isolate, to believe that the lie that we're disqualified and it's not true. We're all qualified in him. Um, him who began a good work in us will complete the Come good on. work. We're, we're just in process. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I could talk a lot about walking out the process. You asked earlier about just like walking out the, the process of healing and it's daily. It's absolutely daily. And, you know, I've had seasons when I was a new mom and I, I felt like I couldn't get into the word as much. And so I'd either put a, a headphone in or even if I just got a couple of scriptures, just try to get the word in me. And then I have seasons now where my littlest is uh, almost five. And so I have more time and I'm eating up the word and it's like, oh, my goodness, the, I'm being reminded of the power of the word. Hmm. And so a lot of, you know, a lot of times we also can get in these places where we're, we're doubt. We, I think you might've said this earlier. We doubt the word. We maybe don't believe how powerful it really is. Well, it's sharper than a double-edged sword and it'll mm -hmm. cut through all that stuff up right. here in our heads. Right. It will set for, set us free. It will transform us. It will move us forward. And so the word is powerful. It's alive. If you can get into it, get into it, get into it daily. Um, I know it, it can, a lot of our generation can get into this mindset of works and, but do I have to, and then am mm -hmm. I, am I performing to get to God? And no, we, we don't need to, we're not called to earn his love, but if we don't do it for that, we do it to, uh, be more like Christ and yeah. to discover who, who we are and who he is. Mm -hmm. And we read it as a love letter to us. It's the, the greatest love letter ever written. And yeah. so yeah. Do we, we do need to read the word. Uh, we do need to do life with people. Um, I went through, I've gone through seasons of counseling, lots and lots of counseling um, to walk out some more of my inner healing. Yeah. I'm very pro counseling, man. Yeah. Very yeah. pro counseling. I am and I know too. that can be a taboo sometimes within certain sects of, of, of the body of Christ. And, um, mm -hmm. um, but the, Cause they state, well, you're, you're free. And so you should be I'm like, yeah, that doesn't, that reality 
doesn't change the reality that I'm in right now, which is I've got some stuff I need to work through. Like we were talking about, yeah, you know, you can, you know, sometimes you, it is an instantaneous deliverance and you're like, woo. Yeah. But then there are other times yeah. when it's a prolonged, you need to, you may have yeah. an initial wave of, you have like a great epic cry, ugly cry, or you manifest and then whoa, it leaves you or you blow chunks or what, I don't know, whatever happens. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah. um, but, yeah. Um, sometimes that can still change, not change your reality of like, whoa, I've still got yeah. some, what's left is, yeah. is the patterns yeah. of thinking that you've fallen into or yeah. whatever. And sometimes you need help with that. And that's why it's so yeah. important to be transparent and vulnerable. And obviously look, yeah. uh, I would caution people against being vulnerable with every single person they meet. I have had that backfire on me, even though yeah. I'm a very open person, I'm very honest, yeah. like, oh, oh, like, yeah kind of lay yeah. everything out on the table for people. Um, I don't, yeah. I don't hide a lot of, you know, myself, but yeah. um, I'm so glad you mentioned the word and how powerful the word is, because that is one of the tips that I give people when they are um, having to walk through, um, they're having to walk through stuff and, and getting unstuck. You're talking yeah. about is grabbing hold of the word. So sometimes it's, it's number one, just getting in the word. First of all, um, uh -huh. gosp the gospels are a great place to start. Um, uh -huh. the, the Psalms are another great place to start. Um, but grabbing a hold of some scriptures and I even encourage people to memorize them. Um, yes. you know, and, and it, even if it's, you've got one scripture, Guys, the word is alive. It is living. It is powerful. Yes. So don't allow yes. Satan to come in and go, you got one measly scripture. I'm like, guys, this is an atomic bomb in the spirit. Yes. So, so that one That's scripture, true. if you're standing on that and you speak that and you believe that and you stand yes. on God's promise, yeah, it is powerful. So powerful. So Even true. if it doesn't feel like it the first hundred yeah. times you read it. <laughs> yeah. It is it's, powerful. It's so true. It's yeah. so powerful. And I think it was Paul that said, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, you know, and if we don't get into the word, we never rewire our mind and we never truly transform into the son or daughter that we're called to be. I had this uh, wild re uh, revelation not all that long ago. Um, basically, how it was summed up in, you know, we get saved. And when we're saved, we're orphans. We we don't have we don't know the Father. We're orphans. Paul talks a lot about this. I think it's in Galatians and maybe another one of his epistles. Um, but we're so we're taken out. Basically, we're taken out of, if you could say it this way, out of an orphanage, out of uh, a, you know a home being homeless, without a mother, without a father, without a family. And then when we're so when we're saved, we're taken out of that orphanage, orphanage, and we're brought into a kingdom biblically we're actually brought into Christ and that revelation will transform your entire life and your world just yeah. in and of itself that we're actually in Christ. Yes, he's in yeah. us, but we are actually in him. So when we're brought into him and into a kingdom, then we're brought into a family. We're brought into um holiness and there is when you read the whole entire word of God, 
holiness is the theme throughout scripture from the old to the end to the end we are a holy people so yeah. what does that mean i'm a i'm a daughter what does that mean i'm a holy person well it it means a lot of things and there's a way to live there's a road to live on there's a a, a blessed mm-hmm. road and it sometimes it's narrow and it we're pressed upon it and because we're holy we're not like the rest of the world and so that there we have to read the word to discover how we how 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 am i supposed to think what is it like to be a daughter what does that mean that he's actually my father, that he is my father? He's adopted me. What does that mean? Well, you have to eat it. You have to read it and get it into us and into your own being, into your own mind, begin to receive it and meditate it be, until it becomes part of you and part of your normal everyday reality. So when the enemy comes in and tries to lie in our storms and says, "I, ah, you're alone, you're not going to get out of it this time. You know, you're, you're just nothing. You're, you're dirty. All you can do is keep sinning or keep looking at that thing, or you're just whatever too far gone. We, we know when we've been in the word and we've been chewing on it, we've been studying who he is and who we are. We know that we, that's a lie. We're quicker to grab those lies and go, no, that's not true. That's not the voice of my father. Mm. I'm a daughter. I'm worthy of his love. He died for me and I I have died with him and I am seated in Christ. <laughs> those revelations and those truths that begin to transform us. So when we begin to step into the battle, we're ready. We're ready mm-hmm. for the battle. We know yeah. who we are because we've been in his word. And so there's an everyday walking out our salvation. It's a it's a consecration. It's a work. It is a process. And uh, we Yes, we are saved. We give our lives to the Lord, but we're not called to live as babies forever. We're to call. We're called to grow and mature, and eat meat and not just drink milk, right? Like mm-hmm. Paul talked about as yeah. well. Not just be, not just be a baby the rest of our lives. Yeah, you don't we're want called that. to transform, right? Yeah. And yeah. I think I don't think anybody wants that. I think every believer wants to truly be in their calling, wants to be powerful, wants to make an impact on this earth right now. And um, we really do have to be in the word to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And not, not being um, uh, tethered to, I need constant validation and affirmation and I constantly need to be reassured of my salvation. And I constantly need to be reassured of this. Like that's being a baby. Like that is and so true and it's just like and like you were saying no one wants to be that like if you talk to people who maybe are in that place they might not even realize they're in that place but the reality is is like we want to go on to the the big food we want to go on to the meat you know and and uh you know we look at different people we admire and we're like oh you know, but like constantly allowing Satan to come in and whisper things to you. Or like I was talking about at the top of the show, flicking that single domino three years ago and you're in a right kerfuffle right now because, you know, like you're, you, you've allowed Satan to set up a series of lies in your life where you believe mm-hmm. those lies. And then he just goes and he just topples, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so I think it's really important to be vigilant and be aggressive and in the spirit and grab a hold of these promises and take ground. And, and like, we don't want strongholds in our lives, guys. Like the thought of thinking of like, of having strongholds in my life of the enemy setting up camp really ticks me off. 
Like, yeah, and when on. I've discovered so strongholds in my life, I'm just like, and I didn't realize they were like, it was a hidden enemy base. Right. Uh-huh. And it did some recon Ooh, in the spirit good. and I found it and I was like, Oh, you turds. Ooh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. so Get ready good. to be sabotaged, you know? So, yeah. so like, um, yeah, I just think that it's really, uh, I think we should all be in that place of, of getting ticked off when we, when we realize that the enemy has set up strongholds in our lives and that it's time to be aggressive in dismantling those. Yeah. Paul writes that our weapons of warfare are not of this world. They have divine power to demolish stronghold, yeah. which is great. Amen. You guys, that's good news. Amen. What are our Amen. weapons, man? The word prayer, yep. fasting, yep. communion. Yes. Yes. Like what you're hearing. Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. Yes, I love that you said that because there is truth also to the sacraments. I mean, there was a day when I was, I would say, younger, maybe a little bit more immature. I would think uh, that all that stuff's so just, it's like, isn't that kind of religious? Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> well, you could view it that way. You sure. can. But truth is they actually have power and they yeah. are holy and they are as a purpose for that. Them. Mm-hmm. And so when I began to start walking in them and testing them out myself, I'm holding up my communion cup. So if you have one, we're, we're going to, we're going to do this. Oh yeah. Um, when I began to, for example, communion, when I, it was over COVID, in fact, um, Benny Johnson, some of you may have read the book. She has an amazing little book on communion. I think it was 2020 that I, I read it. And, um, it was so powerful, transformative. And I went, wow, why am I not doing communion at home? (laughs) And so that's, like I said earlier, when I opened up, I began to buy communion, gather the family around the living room. And we do this now regularly and it's powerful and I'll even do it by myself. And it's so powerful. So we don't have to, I mean, we know this, but we don't always activate it. We don't have to do this and wait for church, wait for the church gathering. Yeah. Wait for yeah. wait for today once a year Passover. No, we don't have to do that. We can mm-hmm. do this every day if we want to. Yeah, my wife and, and I do it just about every day. So Oh, I love yeah. that. So powerful. Yeah. And I bet you have testimonies. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just like I mean, you want to talk about shifting atmospheres, man? Like Yeah. <laughs> it's like you can be in a rough patch and all of a sudden you're like, "No." I was like, "We're taking we are going to take communion right now." <laughs> and it's just like yeah, yeah it's just like you know, and then, um, yeah, absolutely. Oh, really quick. Um, people who are curious about that book by Benny Johnson, for those who don't know who Benny Johnson is, she is the late wife of Bill Johnson. Benny is spelled B E N I Johnson. It's called the power of communion. So if you guys just look it up, the power of communion by Benny Johnson, that's the book that she's referring to. Good. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Yeah, It's such a great read, such a good book. In fact, I've been thinking I need to reread it and just grab a hold of it some more Mm -hmm. because there really is power in communion. Uh, And I have seen people be healed in body um, in our gatherings, people be healed, sick, sick people be healed. And so honestly, I'm believing by faith, even today, if you're with us and you're going to take communion with us today, I believe people are going to be healed. Mm. I believe there is, um, uh, and there's an invitation to be healed, to be made whole, to be set free today in Jesus name, because it's time to advance. It's time to advance. We aren't called to live stuck in the mud. We are called to advance forward, to, to advance the kingdom forward, 
the kingdom is advancing. You know, I was thinking about the book of Acts. They had all kinds of battles and all kinds of storms. I mean, look at all the stuff Paul went through, both in the natural and the spiritual um, persecution, yada, yada. But the kingdom was still advancing. Thousands were being saved. I mean, the, the church was rocking it. And so we too have the same invitation today to be advancing wow. the kingdom, to be living powerful, whole, to be preaching the gospel, setting people free, casting out the demonic, healing the sick, raising the dead. All of this is available to every single one of us. Come so on. that's right. So I would just um, close and I would just say, you know, kind of an invitation to what is, what is that thing or what, what is, yeah, what is it? What is it that you really need uh, Jesus's touch today? What is it? Is it your body? Is there physical healing? Maybe I, this just popped in my head. Maybe some people are struggling with some migraines, mm. um, some reoccurring migraines. Jesus can heal that today. Yeah. He can touch mm -hmm. you. And uh, I want to also add to this, because again, I've seen a lot of people healed. Sometimes we are healed and, and God in a moment will heal us and he'll touch us and that migraine will go and the back pain will leave right in the moment. It's powerful. God touches us. He can do that. And then like a week or two later, it comes back. And I can't tell you why. I don't know why. But I do know that it doesn't discount the healing that God did that day. So again, the enemy wants to lie and say, see, you weren't healed. No, you were healed that day. He did touch you. Don't let the enemy try and rob and steal from the healing and the encounter that you experienced with God, Jehovah Rapha, the greatest physician. Um, I would say continue to enforce the victory and contend for the full healness, 100% healing, if in fact it was to come back. But um, I'm always believing and praying for 100% percent healing yeah absolutely. and so um maybe some marriages need to be touched mm. maybe um maybe some women and and some men individually need to be touched today in our minds um maybe some past past experiences and past traumas need to be um cast out today in the name of jesus i believe that jesus mm. is going to do all of these things it yeah. is passover and god is He's in the room. He's in the room with me. He's in the room with Jeff. He's in the room with every single listener right now. Mm -hmm. And he is available. He is with you. He's ready to uh, remove all those things. In fact, he actually already has. He actually mm -hmm. has already set you free from all those things. So this is about enforcing the victory and uh, remembering Jesus's body that was broken. It was broken for you and for I. He was uh, brutally broken on that cross. He did it for every single mm -hmm. one of us. He uh, paved the way for us to walk in freedom and victory and wholeness. But he also, keep in mind, he he uh, paid a death and paid a price that none of us could. We, we couldn't do what he did. And he was the perfect lamb that was slain. And so, um, yeah, let's just go ahead and, and eat of his body right now. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. And his blood uh, that was poured out for us. I love that in um, the days that it, it was it was Holy Week. It's Holy Week now. Jesus was headed to the cross the day that he introduced communion. 
the the Last Supper was actually on Passover. So they were preparing the Passover meal and he introduces the bread and the wine and the communion cup. Only God could do that. Only God could set it up that the timing of that. Um, but he's also saying, do these things to the disciples in, in remembrance of me and the price that I paid. And th this is truth. Not, there is nothing and, and no one that can wash away our sins, but the blood of Jesus, mm, right. his blood, his blood speaks a better word. So receive that today. Um, every single listener that his blood speaks a better word over ourselves over our situations, over the doctor's reports, over um, what maybe another person has spoken to you. His blood has spoken a better word. Mm. Wow. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So good. And I mean, and this is again another way to walk out our freedom. And, our, and the victory of the cross is to meditate on it, to revisit it, revisit what he did, revisit what he's done in our lives, in your own personal life. He's so good. I, I really believe that even today, even right now, people are receiving freedom and wholeness and healing. And so we thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing right now. I mm. thank you what you've done in these last um this last hour of time with you. I thank you that even right now there's healing and freedom coming over men and women. Migraines are leaving. Wholeness is coming. Um, uh, kidneys and a, a midsection. There's healing coming forth in, in a, a woman's midsection. I don't know if it's your kidney or your digestive tract, maybe both of those. I believe that God is healing and touching you right now in mm. the name of Jesus. And trauma is coming off. No more trauma in the name of Jesus. Childhood trauma is it, people are being set free from childhood trauma right now in the name of Jesus. And um, sleep apnea, ap how do you say that? Sleep apnea. Ap apnea. Ap apnea. Yeah. That just dropped into my spirit. So I'm also going to couple that with people that have just been uh, challenged at, at bedtime, can't sleep. There's just this, this, just such a challenge. The enemy has been robbing your sleep. And I just believe right now that God is setting you free and you are going to sleep like a baby tonight. Come on. Sleep. Peace of God is coming over you, and that diagnosis of, of sleep, however you say it, is gone in the name <laughs> of Jesus. Come on. <laughs> Thank mm. you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. This was so good, Jeff. Thank you yeah. for having me again. Absolutely, yeah. And I, I just got um, Hebrews, uh, Hebrews ten. It's in Hebrews chapter ten. It's really the first, like I believe it's like the first eighteen verses are really like. But um, starting in verse 14, it says, for by one sacrifice, he made perfect forever those who are being made holy. The Holy Spirit also testifies to us about this. First, he says, this is the covenant I will make with them. After that time, says the Lord, I will put my laws in their hearts mm -hmm. and I will write them on their minds. Then he adds their sins and lawless acts. I will remember no more. And where these mm -hmm. have been forgiven sacrifice for sin is no longer necessary. So Lord, I just pray for the revelation Ooh, for so people good. Who, need, who need that revelation of realizing yes. that they are saved, that they have been yes. set free, 
that they are free yeah. indeed, that they have the mind of Christ, that they can don the armor of God that talks about in Ephesians. They can don okay. that with confidence. They can wear that with confidence that yes, you are worthy. Yes, Jesus has died for your sins. And if you're hearing this for the first time, I don't know if you're listening to listen to it, someone next to you is listening to it, or you're in the same household and you do not know Jesus, everything yes. you have committed, every sin you have committed that you've, yes. we all have, we all have things in our lives that we have felt guilty about. Jesus paid the price so that you don't have to live with that guilt anymore. The only thing he asked for in return is your life, your yes, your commitment to him. And so yeah. just now, if, if that's you, all you have to do is believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus yes. Christ is Lord. It's that yes. simple. And that's turn right. and sin no more. You can turn and you can walk the other direction from the path that you've been walking right now. Yes. So that's you. I would encourage you that tugging you feel, that pounding in your chest right now, that's yes. God. Just say yes and watch your life yes. completely be transformed. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. You yeah. are free. You are forgiven. You are yeah. forgiven. You are forgiven. You are forgiven mm -hmm. by the blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Yes. So All right. Good. So good. Yeah. All right. Um, Audrey, uh, how can people follow you? You've got a podcast. You've got Hope Oregon. Whatever. Yes. Talk about whatever. You you can come on to, you can listen to any of my podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, all those big streaming uh, social media platforms or, or streaming platforms. I do have a YouTube. It's not as up to date as some other things. I also update my Instagram pretty regularly. Mm -hmm. So uh, the podcast and the Instagram is probably the most, uh, the, the best place you can find me and, and, or reach out to me too. I love praying for people. So I'm here. Yeah, absolutely. We always want to give that invitation for people. Feel free to contact our guests. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you can DM them on Instagram. You can write them on Facebook. You can yeah. whatever, any way that, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Any contact especially if there's, yeah. Yeah, especially if there's testimonies. If you were healed today on this video, I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to hear what God did in your life. Let us know. Let Jeff and I know. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This was fabulous. Thanks for having me. Always fun. So much Absolutely. fun. Always nice to have a fellow Oregonian on the show. So yeah, so yeah. true. So mm -hmm. true. <laughs> yeah. So right. everybody, yeah, everybody, that's our show. Just a reminder, we are only doing three shows this week. So no show tomorrow, which is Thursday. We're going to be back on Friday, which is April 28th. And we've got Jennifer Martin back. It's going to be a great show. You don't want to miss that. So that's going to be at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Also, ElijahFire.com slash donate is how you donate. That keeps us uh, normally at five days a week. Or it gives us the option to do three days if we need to go to Israel. Uh, so um, that's how you donate. ElijahFire.com slash donate. And we take a portion of every single donation and we funnel it into our water well efforts over in Uganda and beyond. Wow. A new freshwater well every three days transforming these communities. And that's because of donations like yours. So God bless you guys. And we'll see you on Friday. April 28th at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Jennifer Martin. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook.
Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Thank you.